everybody. Welcome to the pilot episode of The Token Singaporean. My name is Vonster, and in our first episode, I'm just going to give you an overview about what I know about NFTs. And hopefully, by the end of this episode, I can kickstart your understanding towards this technology that everyone's been talking about. Alright everyone, welcome to the pilot episode of The Token Singaporean. Thank you for being here and listening to this first episode. It is my first time recording as well, pretty nervous, but I'm excited to share what I know. So before I begin, perhaps I'll share a little bit more about myself before I delve into the topic proper. So in the Web3 space, I'm known as Vonster and you can find me on Twitter at Vonster underscore ETH. So V-N-S-T-R underscore E-T-H. Yep. So actually, I've been in the crypto space for quite a while. I first got to know about crypto in 2017 during the bull run. So if any of you guys recall, um, during that period, it was, I think, the first time they really covered it in mainstream news about crypto and about so many people becoming millionaires overnight, prices rising exponentially in a very short period of time. So naturally, that caught my attention. So that was when I started delving into crypto. I had a friend also who was very interested. So I would say that he really propelled me to want to read up more on crypto as well. So we were both just exchanging the information that we knew. And it was pretty interesting, but we didn't really get into the space proper until the crypto winter. Because during then, I was like fresh out of uni. I was fresh and broke. I didn't have much money to set aside anyway. But uh, yeah, so during winter, when prices were really low, I took out some money here and there whenever I could. And I just dollar cost average into some coins, which I really liked and believed in. And yeah, that was how I started. So fast forward to 2021, around the end of September, that was when I got acquainted um, with NFTs. And that was when I got into the space. As to how I got to know about NFTs, I think that is another story for another day. Hopefully one of these days, I can get the person who brought me into NFT into to join us for this podcast because I think she will have lots of stories to tell. But yes, when I first started, it was very overwhelming at first. So to me, I felt that if I really wanted to understand the space in a short amount of time, I will have to dive straight in. So I really committed a lot of time and basically a lot of time, you know, to get into the different communities, to read up on the different projects available. And yeah, so it's been a couple of months now. It seems like a short time, but because things evolve so fast in the NFT space. So there is a saying in the NFT space that if you are one month into NFTs, you can be considered an OG. Because if you actually stay in the space every single day, okay, and spend a lot of time in there, you really get to go through a lot of things in there and you get to see the entire space evolve, um, going through multiple multiple evolutions of different trends and whatnot. Yeah, so even though it's a short time, I felt it, it feels like forever, to be honest. So at this point in time, I would say that I'm pretty heavily invested in NFTs. I've been a moderator, I've been a community manager, I've also worked together with founders to help them with their projects here and there. I personally invest, I also flip some projects, so I think I've tried my hands at all the different stuff that are available. I'm only short of um, creating my own project, which I don't intend to do so anytime soon. 
But I think right now, my aim of setting this podcast, you know, is really to just try to share the information that I know and hopefully get more people who do not know anything about NFTs yet to get interested and just come on board and join me on this journey because I really believe that this technology is here to stay. So without further ado, let's delve into what exactly NFTs are about. So we'll start with the definition, okay? So NFT is an acronym, right? What exactly does it stand for? So NFTs actually stands for non-fungible token. And what is a non-fungible token? Basically, it is a token that exists on a blockchain, okay? Okay, before I continue, sidetrack, what is a blockchain? A blockchain is basically a distributed public ledger that records transactions. So all the buying and selling, this and that that you do, will be recorded down in the ledger and it is accessible by everyone. So I think currently the most widely used blockchain for NFTs would be the Ethereum blockchain, of course. Other blockchains also support NFTs, for example, Tezos, Solana, etc. But probably not so widely adopted yet at this point in time. So down the road, I think most of the projects that we talk about are probably going to be projects that exist in the Ethereum blockchain. Okay, and next thing to understand what it means to be non-fungible, right? So what is a non-fungible token? So when we say something is non-fungible, it basically means that each of the token has a digital signature to make each of them unique, okay? So by being unique, it means that they cannot be exchanged for or equal to another, okay? So what does all this mean? Let me give you an example for this. So example, when we look at physical money, okay? Let's say we look at a $1 coin. When I have a $1 coin, okay, and someone else also has a $1 coin, okay, I can easily exchange these $1 coins and they will be completely the same, completely equal in terms of value. There is nothing that sets them apart, right? So this is actually what it means to be fungible, okay? That you can just exchange them and they will be of equal value. They're not unique, they're exactly the same. So what does it mean to be non-fungible then? Let's look at one example. So for example, if an artist okay, drew a collection of different art to mint it as NFT. So basically each piece of art becomes an NFT. Even though all these art pieces come from the same artist, they may not be exactly the same because the artwork is different. That is one thing. Secondly, people may value each art differently. So even though it's by the same artist, perhaps this particular artwork has some special features that people really like. So it can go for a higher value compared to another piece of art. So this is what it means that every single piece is unique, even though it's under the same collection. Okay. And it cannot be exchanged just like that for equal value. So like the example I mentioned, okay, the most commonly known form of NFT is probably digital art, but it can also come in other forms. Like for example, GIFs, videos, collectibles, virtual avatars for the metaverse or for games, designer items, even music, etc. And there's just so many possibilities. So there is a very famous example of how JPEG became just like super valuable. You can probably Google it and it will be one of the first stories that you would encounter. It is this story about Jack Dorsey's tweet. 
Okay, for anyone who don't know, Jack Dorsey is the founder of Twitter. So what he did was that he print-screened his first ever tweet on Twitter and he minted it into an NFT. Basically, he made it into an NFT. Okay, and that particular tweet, I mean, that particular NFT was eventually sold for about $2.9 million. Yes. So with this, right, I move on to the next segment to discuss what exactly gives NFT its value. So at the very basic level, you can understand NFTs as being like collectibles. So its value is determined by scarcity as well as its demand. However, the most valuable or rather cutting-edge difference between buying an NFT versus buying a regular collector's item is that this blockchain technology allows us to authenticate ownership, okay? So this is very important and it really makes a lot of difference because currently, if you look at the luxury market, you look at the collectibles market, you look at physical art market and so on and so forth, I think one of the biggest challenges that they encounter especially for people who are not professional in those different areas, would be to actually determine whether a particular piece is actually authentic. So this actually helps to solve that problem. So in this case, right, each NFT's data on the blockchain will clearly reflect the owner of an NFT at any one point in time. So it's easy for you to tell whether, number one, whether this particular piece is the authentic original piece. Number two, whether the owner is the real owner of this original piece. So there is this one point, right, that I realised a lot of haters of NFTs like to talk about. That is that, oh, why should I spend a few thousand dollars to buy a piece of, or rather, why should I spend a few thousand dollars to buy this picture when I can just copy and paste and I also own it? They think they're very smart to, to do something like that. But the fact of the matter is that 10 people can copy and paste and own the same JPEG. But on the blockchain, you can clearly identify the actual owner of the NFT and only the original NFT will have value. So the rest of you, I mean, the rest of the people who copy and paste, yes, they can own it, own with open and close inverted commas, but all those pictures will have no value. And additionally, Creators, they can also possibly store additional information in the blockchain. Like for example, artists can include their original signature in an NFT's metadata and all these data can create even more value for the NFT. So just now, like I mentioned, right, all the buying and selling and all the transactions will be recorded on blockchain and it can be viewed by everyone, right? So example, you want to buy this piece of NFT, okay, other than all this stuff that I've mentioned, you can actually also easily check who used to own the piece of art. So for example, if this particular piece of art was once uh, owned by Obama or like Dwayne The Rock Johnson, so that in itself can also add to the value of this particular piece of art, you see. So the possibilities are pretty endless if you ask me. And actually, I think even until today, creators are still constantly innovating and finding new creative ways to utilise the NFT technology in order to create even more value for NFT owners other than, you know, the kind of profits that they can get from buying and selling the NFT itself. So, for example, maybe a particular NFT project decided that each of the NFT that they are going to sell are going to act like an exclusive club membership. So, in this case, if you own the particular NFT, 
other than the value itself, you also get special rights depending on the nature of the club. So for example, if it's like a networking club, maybe you get access to people whom you otherwise wouldn't be able to get access to in your day-to-day life. Or maybe it could be an alpha club. I mean, um, a club where you can exchange information and uh, learn to trade together or things like that. There can be many, many possibilities of clubs like that. It can also come in the form of play-to-earn games. It can also come in the form of DAOs. Just to let you know, DAOs means Decentralized Autonomous Organization. As to what exactly it does, we'll talk about it maybe further down the road, okay? You can also possibly earn passive income through staking, okay? Staking means to lock your NFT in a vault so you don't list it on the market to sell. And in exchange, they will give you tokens. You can earn tokens on a daily basis or after a period of time. And these tokens can be exchanged for Ethereum and then exchanged into, you know, fiat to be used in the real world. And I think one of the very interesting ways that people are trying to utilize NFTs is to let NFTs serve as like deeds or certificates of physical assets. So this is very interesting because for example, maybe you own several properties and maybe supercars in another country. And right now you are somewhere far away and you need liquid. So you want to mortgage this stuff. But because it's so far away, it is difficult for you to prove that you own this stuff. And you know, with physical contracts, it could easily be forged or whatsoever. So what happens is with NFT technology, right? Once again, it can easily prove your ownership of the item. And yeah, it makes everything much easier in terms of like transaction and like things like that in the future. Yeah, and a disclaimer that is whatever I've mentioned, right? It is not all that's available. Of course, I think um, the potential is limitless and I probably have not seen a couple of stuff that maybe they're already in the market. And you know, creators are constantly thinking about new ideas to utilize this in innovative ways. So I'm pretty sure, you know, in one or two weeks time, we're going to see something new that is very interesting the way people make use of this new technology. But regardless, okay, just with all these possible utility, this is what makes me very confident that this technology is probably here to stay and it will definitely benefit everyone to start to get to know about what exactly NFTs can do. All right, and with that, we've come to the end of our pilot episode of The Token Singaporean. Thank you so much for joining me here today and I really hope that my sharing has allowed you to learn a thing or two about this space, about NFTs and hopefully got you more interested to want to delve deeper into the space. At this point in time, I would just like to emphasize that everything that I say in this podcast is not financial advice, okay? So, personally, I'm also constantly learning in this space. I mean, I've been here for a while, but I'm still learning. There's still lots that I don't know. Perhaps, you know, a couple of weeks down the road, some of the information might already become obsolete. Some stuff might need to get updated. And I plan to do that along the way as we go along. But yes, because of that, do take this podcast more of as like a learning session, a sharing session, rather than like a money-making Bible or something because it's not that. Okay, so once again, thank you so much for being here with me. If you've enjoyed the podcast, I would really appreciate it if you can just, you know, drop me a review. And if you have any questions, feedback or suggestions, feel free to write to us and we will try to read them all and answer your questions duly. And thank you so much. So I will see you again in the next episode.